Hey everyone, uh, I'm Alex. Hope you guys have had a great day. Um, hope you liked my last episode, and we'll get started. So, today, what we're gonna do, um, if you saw my last episode, um, it was my, uh, top five players of the last 20 years. And so I told you I would give out numbers six through 10. So that's one thing I'm going to do today. Um, and then after that, I'm going to talk about the big James Harden trade that I'm sure you guys have heard about. Um, so I'll give you guys the, the details on that and what that means for, for, for the teams involved in that trade. So, um, so yeah, but I'm not going to spend too much time on the, on number six through 10 in the top 10, 20, last 20 years, because, um, there's a lot to do with the James Harden stuff. So I won't go into too much detail. I also want to point out that my list is a little bit based off of another, another list. And so I just like did a few changes in the different list. Okay, so um, I'll start at 10 and go to 6. And then um, if you didn't hear my 5 from last week, I'll also say those um, when I'm done with 10 through 6. All right, so number 10, I have Chris Paul. Um, now, why is he here? He's here because he he's a great all-around player, which is something – that I really like about Chris Paul. Um, he can do a little bit of everything. I think he's actually a little bit of an underrated shooter. He should definitely get more respect for his shooting. Um, is a great three-point shooter, actually. Above average, for sure, in the three-point area. And uh, the list that I looked off of to help me make my list was they had – they had Chris Paul at 10 also, but they had Allen Iverson at 11, which I think uh, Allen Iverson is definitely, definitely could be in the 10, top 10. But um, I just think Chris Paul is just so well-rounded. You can't really find weaknesses. It's hard to find weaknesses in this game. I mean, he's a steals champion. He's a, a assisting champion. He's always been a great scorer. Um, and you know, he's also a great leader. He's a great leader for your team. And that's one of the main reasons why he led to the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma city thunder to the playoffs last NBA season because of his leadership and no one expected him to get there. So leadership really is a big part in today's game. That that's for sure. So, yep. Chris Paul's number 10, number nine of Dirk Nowitzki. Um, he's here. Because a uh, few things to point out from him are his three-point shooting and his shooting overall. I mean, this guy is widely considered a top 10 shooter of all time. Um, he is great from the three-point range, and he really changed the game, too. Like, in his era, there wasn't really a, a stretch four. Like a guy that would that a guy that would shoot threes. Like the four would be a power forward that would go up inside, like Tim Duncan, pretty much. Like not a guy who'd be shooting a bunch of threes, but but Dirk changed the game in that way. 
Um, and that and that's what today's game consists of stretch stretch fours like he was guys that could that are good shooters shoot anywhere um yeah so this guy definitely deserved this spot um his defense wasn't phenomenal um heard it was about average i mean maybe a little bit below um so he doesn't get too much credit for his defense, but uh, shooting and longevity, those are two good things to point out. And he also upset LeBron in the Miami Heat um, in the finals, 2011 finals, LeBron's first year with the Heat. Um, and so, yep, so he's got one ring. And, um, and yeah, so he, he got a lot accomplished over his long career. And... Uh, yeah, so he's number nine. Number eight, um, I have Dwayne Wade. Um, Dwayne Wade um, is a great two-way player. Some consider him uh, the best or at least one of the best shot blockers at the shooting guard position because shooting guards and point guards, are those, are, those aren't the guys that are normally up inside um, – trying to do all the defensive work. I mean, they obviously have to show effort on defense and all, but, like, they're normally not the ones getting the blocks. They're normally the ones getting the steals. So um, it's a great accomplishment to be one of the best shot blockers uh, at the shooting guard spot. And for that, and he was a great – he was great at stealing the ball too. And so that's why he's three-time all-defensive, Dwayne Wade. Um, and then, yes, he um, – he faced Dirk in the finals, number nine on my list. Um, he faced him in the finals twice, um, beat him once, and then lost to him the year uh, th- that year with LeBron and the 2011 finals. Um, yeah, I mean, he it was a comeback that fin- the other finals that he faced Dirk. I mean, he was down 2-0. He got Finals MVP. He was just really a hero in that. Uh, at the end of that series there. Um, And so, yeah, his two-way play is a big reason why he's here. And, um, yep. So, Dwayne Wade is number eight. Number seven, I have Steph Curry. Uh, It's like Dirk. This guy is similar to Dirk in a few ways. Number one, he changed the game. I mean, the three-point shot wouldn't be so popular without this guy. Without this guy, the – who knows what the NBA would look like, really? Um, same without Dirk, because their shooting changed the game. They made people really want to shoot, and I think uh, these guys should get maybe a little bit more credit for that, because they're two of the main reasons. Well, there's a lot of people who changed the game, but they're two of them that definitely deserve credit for that. Um, yeah, Steph Curry just really. Um, Shot a lot of threes and uh, made other people want to shoot a lot of threes. And, yes, uh, Steph Curry is widely considered the best shooter of all time. And I agree with that. I mean, he's he's great from everywhere uh, on the floor. And th- his three-point shot is amazing, um, as we've already said. Um, but, yeah, he's not only good at shooting and all, he's – which some, which is what doubters might say about Steph Curry. Oh, he's only good at shooting. That's not true. 
He was a steals champion one year. Um, and he also was a great passer. And, I mean, he's actually pretty underrated as a passer. Another thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say an underrated passer. I believe he averaged eight assists at least one year. Um, and that's been a pretty consistent passer, like around the five, six, seven, eight assist area most of the time. So, yeah, his playmaking uh, deserves – deserves people that's something people should look at um and re his and rebounding he averages around four per game uh that's not that's not bad for a point guard i mean it's not bad it's, it's i wouldn't say it um i it's not eye uh popping or any of that it's just um but it's a solid number something that you should definitely look at um so, yes, Steph Curry definitely deserves this spot. And he's also got three rings. So, yep. And then this guy that's number six helped him get a few of those rings. And that's Kevin Durant, number six. Um, Yeah, Kevin Durant um, is one of the best scorers of all time. It's so tricky to guard this guy. Because, first of all, he's seven foot. And he can shoot anywhere on the floor. Another great shooter. Um he can he's very good from the line from the three point uh from three point land and he's great at finishing inside i mean this guy can just finish anywhere i mean you will see some seven footers that will shoot the three but this guy shoots it really well and the thing is he's not even a center he's a small forward and well he he also can play shooting guard which can be really tricky for opponents too it's really tricky because if you put a center on him the center's the center will um, almost always be too slow to guard to guard a forward like Durant, but they would have the, the wingspan and the height to guard him, but they wouldn't be able to keep up with them. Then if you put a, a guard on him, they would be too small. And then, uh, so yeah, forward's probably the best guy to put on him, but even forwards can't keep up with him. So that's why it's such a tricky score. And one day I will give out my top five scores of all time. I don't know if that will be soon, but uh, – one day I will. Um, but Durant at least deserves deserves recognition. I'm not saying he isn't in there, or he is. I'm saying to ever, if anyone makes a list like that, he should definitely get recognition for one of the best scores of all time. He's also improved his playmaking over the years. And coming back from the Achilles injury was one of his toughest tasks over his career. And uh, this year, he's done really well. He's averaged 30 points. Um from three, he's kind of close to 50%, which is just bonkers. I mean, that's just crazy. Um, and then now he's got James Harden on his team, which I said we'll talk about later, and, and Kyrie. Um, so he definitely has a shot at a title, but I'll talk more about that later with the Nets. So, yeah, Kevin Durant uh, deserves his number six spot. So that's the end. Um of my list. And so I'll repeat the whole list one more time in case you didn't hear my last, my latest episode uh, on my top five. So here's the my top 10. Number 10, Chris Paul. Uh, number nine, Dirk Nowitzki. Number eight, Dwayne Wade. Number seven, Steph Curry. Number six, Kevin Durant. Number five is Kevin Garnett. 
Number four is Kobe Bryant. Number three is Shaq. Number two is Tim Duncan. And number one is LeBron James. So, yes, that's my whole list. And, again, it's, it's kind of based off of uh, another one. Another, I mean, yeah, another list that another person made. But, um, yeah, I hope you guys like the list. And, yeah, we'll, we'll switch over talking about the – the crazy James Harden trade getting so that de- that definitely got all the trade rumors out of the way. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that for a little bit. Um, so yeah, so the trade. Um, so as you guys know, James Harden went to the Nets. Um, in return, the Nets just gave him a ton of um, gave the Rockets a ton of draft picks, um, and then. And then the Rockets also got Victor Oladipo. It was a it's a it was a four team trade, and so the it was the teams that were involved were obviously the Rockets and the Nets, and then the Cavaliers were also involved, and the Pacers. So those four teams, and then so Victor Oladipo was probably the second best player in the trade, um, and that's who the Rockets got. But he actually does not want to be in Houston, so that will cause some more rumors. Um, but he said he wants to be in Miami, uh, but Miami actually has interest in Bradley Beal right now, which might be another topic for another day if he does uh, – if he is traded to the Heat, Heat are showing interest in him. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, so Rockets basically basically got a ton of draft picks and Victor Oladipo, basically. They got a few other players too, but um, yeah, so that's basically it for the Rockets. And so then the, the Nets obviously got James Harden, and then the Pacers got Karis LeVert from the, from the Nets. Um, he was, he was, I think, re- a really important part of this trade. And I thought, um, I think people need to pay more attention to what the Pacers did in this trade. I thought the Pacers really got lucked out a little bit with this trade because they didn't get the best player in the trade, James Harden, but they, but they don't have Victor Oladipo anymore. Who's in his prime, but has, but has injury problems and didn't, and wanted out of Indiana. And, um, and they got Karis LeVert, who's, uh, a promising scorer. Um, Age twenty six, uh, he can, and he's also a solid playmaker. So he's a guy over the years that can be really good if he develops a little bit more. Who knows? But maybe even an all star. So I thought the Pacers did a good job, and they also got a second round pick. Um, and then the Cavaliers weren't a huge part in this trade, but they also got someone from the Nets. They got Jarrett Allen, a center that's twenty two years old. Um. And so, so he will be with Andre Drummond for the Cavs at the center. Um, and then they also got Torian Prince from the from the Nets. Um, so yeah, that's basically who everyone got. And um, yeah, the Rockets are really still a solid team without James Harden. If you listen to my standings podcast, it kind of it kind of messes up my standings a bit because they're obviously not going to be probably as good without James Harden. And uh, and I can kind of tell James Harden wasn't really showing as much effort um, 
effort with the Rockets at the on his last games. I mean, he he it, he just didn't look like James Harden. He just looked like a whole other player, and he wasn't playing as well. And then in his first game with the Nets, he got a triple double, and Kevin Durant scored forty two points, and they they beat the Magic. So he's looked good in his first game, first game with the with the Nets. Um, but yeah, so now the Rockets' best players are are pretty much uh, John Wall, Victor Oladipo, and Christian Wood. That's still a solid team, and still a playoff team. That's even a playoff team. But who knows if Victor Oladipo will even be there? And if he's not, this Rockets might have a little bit of trouble. Now I. I I'm extremely doubtful that they'll get number five in the West, as I predicted. But if James Harden was putting up effort and you're still with them, I totally believe he, they could have done that with John Wall and with uh, Christian Wood improving a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think that they, they could definitely got that spot. Um, so, yeah, they're still a good team. And Okay, and now the Nets. So, um Bet you guys are probably asking the question, um, do they have enough to make the finals? And most would say yes. And I'm not saying I'm saying no. Um, but I still think they kind of need to add some more pieces to win the finals. I There's a few questions, pretty much, that need to be answered. I guess you could say questions. Um, or just a, just a few things. Um, one... I mean, uh, this is my this was my immediate thought when I thought of the the Nets. Where's the defense? I mean, they have. I mean, James Harden is is not a definitely not a, an above average defender. He's he can be a solid post defender, but I I kind of see him laying off sometimes in the post. So I I mean, James Harden is not he's not who you want on your team if you're needing defensive help. And then Kyrie, he's never been known for a defender. Uh, and then Kevin Durant, I mean, he's not a bad defender. That That's not true. He's about average. But then again, you don't want Kevin Durant to be your best team. Uh, I mean, your best defender on a team. And by the way, all those guys have zero combined all defensive teams. But uh, if you want to say, well, James Harden won the Steels title, well, that's true, but still, I mean, most guards are good at stealing the ball. I mean, it isn't, it isn't really a new thing. Um, so, yeah, I think that definitely needs to be answered, and especially since Jared Allen is gone that I said went to the Cavaliers. He's, he's a good defender. I mean, he's definitely – if he stayed with them, I wouldn't have as much doubt with the defense here. And then, um, and then also they'll probably miss that Karis LeVert scoring off the bench. And they have Spencer Dinwiddie out with a torn ACL. So, I mean, they're not even deep anymore. I mean, I mean, they might be a little bit, but they're not the deepest team, really, in the NBA, as far as their bench, anyways. Their starting lineup might be the best starting lineup in the NBA. Who knows? But I'm just talking about their bench. Their bench is not, is not as good as it was because their two best bench players that were on the bench, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, are no longer – well, Karis LeVert's no longer on the team, but uh, and uh, Dinwiddie's out for the year, so that's kind of a problem for them. And now they have DeAndre Jordan starting at center, and I mean he's, I mean, he's not in his prime, first of all, and second of all, is 
if you want to look at his steals and blocks numbers, they aren't very high. And he doesn't score a lot of games, so he doesn't make a huge impact on the defensive end. I mean, he's no longer really all defensive level. So, I mean, I think that's the really the one thing that they need to fix. Then they have Jeff Green, but, you know, he's a power forward. They need a big guy that can defend the defend the rim, and that's something they're, they don't have. So their starting lineup really doesn't consist of an above-average defender, I should say that. They might have a few averages, but, you know, no one, no one huge. Um, but, yeah, and then, like I've said, that the bench isn't, doesn't give too much defensive help. Um, I believe it's Bruce Brown. I've heard he's, he's not bad at defense, but what they need is they need like a, like they should have kept Jared out, but I know it's part of the trade, but they need someone like him again. Uh, that's what I think they're, they're going to have to get. And another thing is egos. I mean, if you want to talk Kevin Durant, um, yeah, I mean, these guys, that's the other thing I thought about. I don't know how well they're going to work to work together. Um, because, you know, I can see James Harden wanting to be the man and all, uh, but I can also see that with Kevin Durant and Kyrie and, uh, and, and yeah, but they're all possibly going to play together tonight versus Milwaukee. Um, Kyrie is questionable after all the issues he's had and, um, and then Harden's available and Durant. So, It'll be cool to see how those guys work together. I mean, they'll sh- they'll surely be great for um, for games, but who knows if they can do this the whole season trying to share the share the ball. Do I think they can win the championship? No, I I think they need more. Well, not not like star players. I think they got pretty much all they can do with star players. I think they like I've already said. I think they need a better center. That's. Maybe even a, a younger center, but a guy that can focus a ton on defense. And then they also need um, they also need a few, maybe a few more defensive guys on the bench. And they also have uh, Joe Harris, who's a three-point specialist. But again, three-point specialist, that's not defense. They need defense. That's what I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think they can get to the finals, but the question is if they're – if they, they if they play the Lakers, um, let's see. Well, it's going to be Anthony Davis versus Jeff Green, um, and then Mark Gasol versus Jordan, and then we'd have Durant versus LeBron, which would be really fun. Um, and then if let's see if we had Harden, let's see James Harden ended up playing the shooting guard, and then. Kyrie ended up playing point. So, I mean, uh, it would definitely be an exciting matchup if they got to the finals. I just don't know if they'll be able to share the load well. And look at, um, like I said earlier when I was talking about Dirk, um, when he beat LeBron and Dwayne Wade in the finals. That was LeBron's first year with the Miami Heat. So, look, the first year is where you figure out things. That's where you figure out how – how to work with the team really well. And so what happened with LeBron was they got upset by the by the Mavs, um, and then they won the championship two straight years. So I think at least they'll need they'll need a year to get uh, 
to get used to each other. Um, but I mean, I don't think they can win the championship right uh, this year. Uh, who knows about next year? I mean, that's just a matter of time. See what they do. But um, yeah, I don't know about I don't know about this year. It's really just uh, the ego problem, and uh, and we'll have to see what's what's going on with Kyrie after his uh, issues and all. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's what I think about the James Harden. Um, trade. Um, what does this mean for the Pacers since they they got Karis LeVert? I mean, I wouldn't say not too much changed, but I did hear Karis LeVert is injured. Not sure for how long. I heard he's out indefinitely. That might have been for a certain game they were playing. But um, I'll have to get more update on that for what that will mean for the Pacers. Um, but Karis LeVert instead of Victor Oladipo, I mean – like next year after Karis LeVert works a little bit with the Pacers, um, next year he can be really good. I mean, I, I'd say that was a win for the Pacers because we don't know how good Oladipo is going to be after injury. He's he's doing good so far this year, though. So, I mean, yeah. So I think it's pretty good for the Pacers. Obviously a win for the Nets. Um but the Rockets, I mean, they definitely got a win for the future because of all the draft picks they have. So, yeah. But if they get rid of Old Depot, I've heard they could that could show they they might be going into rebuild mode, maybe next season. I mean, but John Wall and Christian Wood, John Wall is showing promise of uh, that he's like playing really well, and Christian Wood is a promising young center. So, I mean, they've got. Young guy, I mean, well, John Wall, that's not exactly past in his prime, but he's a little bit past. But, yeah, so that's basically what I think about that. Um, Yeah, so we'll just have to see how that trio um, fits together. Um, Yeah, so that's basically with James Harden. We'll take a short break, and then we'll get on to our next topic that I'll share with you guys after the break. Okay, guys. Hope you guys had a nice break. Um, Now I want to talk about um, two teams in the Eastern Conference, and those two teams are the Celtics and the 76ers. I want to talk about them because they have – they're playing each other two times coming up. So I just kind of want to preview through those teams and how they've been doing. So um, first I'll go through the Celtics. Um, now the Celtics, they they played yesterday versus the New York Knicks. Um, and they got Kemba Walker back while he was uh, – he had an injury, so he's, he's back. Um but he didn't look so good, and that's what some people were saying. They were like, is Kemba really going to be the same anymore after these injuries he's been having? And this one was a long one. Like, he was out for a while. Like, he hasn't played since last season. So, uh, people were saying, I mean, is he really going to be the same? as he, Pretty much where he, when he was 
with the Hornets like he was with Charlotte. Um, but, um, yeah, hopefully he does a little bit uh, better the next game because, yeah, he didn't have a great shooting night. But it is worth to point out that Jason Tatum did not play for the Celtics due to COVID protocols. Uh, the Celtics did get um, hit kind of hard by COVID. They had they had a week worth of postponed games, so um, so they actually haven't had you know too much practice with each other. Um, but their first game back after all those postponed games versus the Magic, they actually did really good. And that one, they didn't have Walker or Tatum. Their best player for those was Jalen Brown. Um, so I was surprised by that. And I'm sure many people were, especially how they haven't practiced in a while. But they're good now, and they've got they've got at least eight players to start the game. Um, and they've got um, Jalen Brown out of protocol, so that's – that's that's good. And I'm pretty sure Jason Tatum should be back kind of soon anyways. Um, but, yeah, the Celtics, other than that performance versus the Knicks, have really been surprised with how good they've been playing. I mean, they're one of the top seeds in the East. Uh, uh, I predicted them to be the fifth seed by the end of the season. But, really, I've been a little bit surprised with them. I mean, they aren't deep. Um they're a little bit of how I called the Nets earlier. I mean, they've got these really good players, but then, like, but then around them, they have some good role players, but then, like, the bench isn't isn't the best, but the Nets are better than the Celtics. So maybe that wasn't the best example, but it's a little bit alike. Um, yeah, so the Celtics' two best players, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, are really just leading the way for them in, these, in the wins that they're getting. And, um... I mean, they've got solid role players like in uh, Tristan Thompson, Marcus Smart. Um, so, yeah, they've got some solid guys, and now that they've got Kemba back. But those guys, even after Kemba's back, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are still the two best players on the team. I mean, Jalen Brown's just getting better, and so is Jason Tatum, those two young guys. And Kemba honestly isn't really getting better because after his injuries and all. He, he might still be solid, but, you know. I wouldn't expect him to be as good as he was in Charlotte for the years coming up. Um, but, yes, they will play the Sixers. And um, the Sixers have also got hit a little bit by COVID. Um, they had to play one game about a week or so ago versus the Nuggets. And they had, like, just the right amount of eight players. It was kind of – Sometimes it seems unfair, the games like that, because they, they didn't have, like, any of their really star players. They pretty much – pretty much their best players for that game were Danny Green and Dwight Howard, the former Lakers, from uh, last year. Um, but now they – but now the Sixers are doing better. They have Ben Simmons back. They have Joel Embiid back. They have Tobias Harris back, so now the so now it'll be more of a competition versus the Celtics, and hopefully, hopefully, at least Jason Tatum is back for that second game, because that that will really make the game super exciting if he's back. Um, and um, yeah, Seth Curry is has also been a key piece to the 76ers this year, um, and he's been actually. A little bit better than I expected, and probably for some other people too. I mean, uh, 
but he just fits so well with them. That's the, that's the reason he does so well. It's because Ben Simmons is a great passer, and so and Seth Curry's a great three point shooter. So that just that just really matches together. And same for Danny Green. I mean, he might not be be doing as well as he did with the Lakers last season, but I mean, he's a good fit with the team. So as long as he improves his shot a bit, um, not saying he doesn't have that shot, but it's, I think it's been a little off over the last few days. Um, now the 76ers will be clicking, especially when they get everyone back. I mean, they were the number one seed in the East for a little bit. I have the the 76ers to finish as fourth at the end of the season. Um, yeah, the last few games, they haven't exactly been the best, but but that's be, but some of those losses sort of have an excuse because of their uh, – because they've had some COVID issues too with Seth Curry getting COVID and all. So, yeah, hopefully Seth Curry's back too, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, they should be great matchups, and um, I hope you guys get to see those because the, the, those will definitely be two really good ones coming up. Um, yeah, and also the Sixers were uh, a target for the James Harden trade, and uh, I heard the, the Sixers wanted, or the, the Rockets wanted, Ben Simmons from the trade. And then they wanted uh, they wanted Maxi, uh, one other guy, uh, and then they wanted some draft picks. So the Sixers were really a target for the Rockets to get James Harden, but I mean the the Nets just overflowed them with picks, and then that's that's really how they got it. I mean, amazing trade overall, and uh, and yeah. I hope you guys enjoy the games for the next few days. Hopefully not. A lot of them get postponed due to the COVID protocols. Um, and, yeah, so I hope you guys like this episode. And, uh, yeah.